I'm not going to say anything profound, but I'm going to read some profound statements. Let me brought the Bible tonight. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke 19. Luke 19. If you are able to do so, if you'd like to stand, please. I'd like to begin reading at verse 28. And uh, when I get to verse 38, I'd like for you to read that verse. And when he had thus spoken, he went before, ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethpage and to Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go you into the village over against uh, you, and the which at your entering you shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man set, loose him, and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way and found, even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosening the coat, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose you the coat? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even down at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Father, we thank you that we can gather here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for giving the desire upon the heart of these people to come. And, Lord, we should not take it for granted. We should consider it an honor to be able to gather and assemble ourselves together to worship you. Lord, if we believe what we just read here, we would, Lord, surely be faithful to you. We surely would... Uh, rejoice in all that you have uh, given unto us and what we, uh, Lord, have been able to see as well. We have seen down through the years how that you have done uh, miraculous uh, things as well as your disciples got to see. And so, Father, here in these uh, few minutes that we have together, it's nothing to, Lord, uh, but to uh, remind us again 
of what we have in you to remind us, Lord, what you went through to provide uh, this opportunity for us to worship you. May we not take it, Lord, lightly. May it be something, Lord, that uh, would really uh, uh, cause each of us uh, to rejoice in the Spirit and thanking you for what you, Lord, uh, went through, what you suffered for uh, each of us tonight, that we may be able to look upon the Word of God, be able to know that your Word is true, and to be able to know, Father, that we have the promise of your return. Now, our Lord, as we uh, make a few comments upon this passage here tonight, uh, may that you get all the glory and all the honor. Lord, I, I wish we could be able to show more effectively, more appreciative of what you, what we may feel and what we need to give unto you. But here in these few minutes, bless in a very special time. In Jesus' name, I do pray and ask. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The mission of Christ. This is some called Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, they basically, I call it the triumphal entry. I hear of it to Jerusalem a week before his death. That he comes uh, from uh, here to uh, uh, make preparation. Now, the folks are gathering from all across the, the countryside of Israel for the Passover. In a few days, they will be observing the Passover. He comes up from entering up to, to Jericho. And not to Jericho, there's a fellow calls out to him. And they, the fellow is asking, who is this that is coming? And they begin to tell him that it is Jesus of Nazareth. And you know the fellow. He's blind. He cannot see. He's on the outskirt of Jericho. And, uh, and so uh, he begins to cry out for the Lord to have mercy upon him. Oh, I saw tonight uh, uh, it would be good uh, that uh, if we could find people uh, that uh, would uh, see their need uh, and see the blindness that they're setting in as this uh, man was setting. He's not able to see. He's blind. Uh, but uh, he uh, knows that uh, he cries out saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, could I just stop for a minute and say to you today that God has had mercy on you if you have accepted him as his savior. It is because of his mercy that he allowed you to even to know about him, to hear the gospel, to be able to look at and to know that you're a sinner. This man, he said, Lord, would you have mercy? And Jesus stood and he commanded him to be brought to him. Oh, it's a picture here of salvation. It's a picture here of a man being brought. Listen, you didn't come on your own. If somebody had not preached to you the gospel, if somebody had not told you that you were a sinner, if somebody had not told you that uh, you needed to be saved and that you was on your way to hell, 
uh, you probably would still be sitting like this blind man out in, in darkness and still not seeing what is the spiritual light that we need into that. So thank God tonight that somebody has uh, brought the gospel to you and somebody t- told you that uh, you, get, you, know, you oftentimes want to get mad at preachers, just go ahead. Uh, if it wasn't for preachers or if it wasn't for strong witnesses, that you, we, we none would be able to, uh, to know the Lord. And so he's coming into Jerusalem, and here the guy sitting here, and uh, he said, have mercy on me. Now, one of the things that you're going to find out here, on the, the Lord is on his way to Jerusalem, and he's on his way there. He knows that he, he's going to fulfill the scripture of Zechariah, of this triumphal entry uh, into Jerusalem. And boy, it's an opportunity for the, uh, the, the nation, the Jews, to receive him as their Messiah. And so he's on his way there. This is a last opportunity uh, for them to be able to, uh, uh, to receive him. But he's coming up to, to Jericho, and uh, he comes into Jericho, and boy, what does he find? Now keep in mind, on his last week, he's still hunting for souls. He's still giving again and trying to get folks saved. He's still trying to warn people to flee from the wrath to come. He's still, and, and by the way, do you believe Jesus is coming? Then what should we be busy about as well in the last days of his life that he was busy about trying to reach people? He comes in and there's a little fellow here is about him becoming too. I like little fellows. I done that. I, I, I like I, I like tall fellows too. But uh, here's a little fellow that couldn't see what was going on. And what did he do? He climbed up a sycamore tree. You know him as Zacchaeus. And uh, Jesus coming by, he says uh, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, hey, uh, uh, zag you down from there. Uh, I, I think I'll go home with you. Hey, uh, that uh, who was Zacchaeus? He was the chief of the tax collectors. Now, that wasn't just a small, uh, he wasn't just a tax collector. He was chief of all the, the tax collectors around there. He was a, he, he was a upty upty fella. Yeah, he he was a brother of Mike's. He he had uh, uh, he he uh, had the reputation of being a uh, uh, a a good uh, uh, tax collector for the county. And you know one of the things that I was you know look at, uh, here the Lord's about to catch a big fish. Did you remember that here he said for that we're to be fishers of men? What kind of fish do you fish for? Most of the time we fish for little fish, don't we? But a fellow told me one time, he said that uh, uh, years ago, he said, Preacher, if you're going to build a church, you have to catch some big fish. So I always took in my mind, try to catch some big fish. Here's a big fish up in the tree. And uh, we, we are very, that... Uh, I can tell you the the story from that uh, big fish that I caught. And uh, but here Zacchaeus come down for today. I'm going to have uh, dinner with you. Now you find here the Lord is coming into Jericho. Uh, he finds him a, a fellow here that 
is uh, he's he's a Jew. He doesn't uh, has not been saved, and and uh, you find that he said uh, come down, and he came down, and he said I'm going home with you today, and he went home, and what does Zacchaeus begin to do? He began to get, make his restitution. He said, man, and, and by the way, it's something you ought to do. If you uh, need to repent of something, you ought to, you ought to do it. If you uh, done somebody wrong, you ought to fix it. And he said, if I have cheated anybody, I want to, I want to, are you listening? No, I probably shouldn't say what I'm about to say, but it's all right, I guess. If I have cheated anybody, I want to repay them how many fold? Now, have you cheated the Lord? Oh, he said, it don't count. Now, let me tell you something right now here that it would prosper you greatly if God has given you an opportunity to give to him you ought to do it and the the Lord said I I, and and here again I I don't uh, I like giving because I can be I can be Lord loves a cheerful giver that's the only way I can make the Lord cheerful I you know is I can't give I'm not telling you on that. Giving to the Lord is something that every one of you that's claimed to be saved ought to to be given. You ought to be given. Now, I don't know how much you can give, but you ought to be given. And so Zacchaeus came, he comes down, he said, make haste. and, And he came down and he said he received him joyfully. And you and I, it ought to be that we as born again believers, we ought to be joyful, oughtn't we? And so in that uh, you find here that God had visited Jerusalem many times in various ways and uh, across uh, the centuries of time. And, but now uh, his visits in the person uh, uh, of his son, the people said, we will not have this man to reign over us. Now, going on into that to here, you find that uh, after he leaves Zacchaeus and he goes coming out of of Jericho and headed to Jerusalem, and you find in that uh, that to here the the, uh, uh, Luke's account here gives that uh, no matter in which direction you you come into Palestine, you've got to come in uh, uh, north or south, you've got to come up to Jerusalem. See, Jer- Jericho is about, uh, I think, a, a thousand uh, 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 below sea level. And Jerusalem is about 5,000 above sea level. And so you're always going up, going up. And so in that, as he going out, uh, going up to Jerusalem, uh, we always you say we're going up to Ohio. And people say, no, you don't go up to Ohio. But uh, we always thought we always said we go up to Ohio. Uh, uh, you, you go up to let's go up to Beatyville. That's going to you got to go up to get to Beatyville. And so as they going out there, is uh, he runs into two other fellows, and they are blind. And uh, he uh, by that they called out to him, and you find out that uh, they uh, get to healed as well over at Matthew. So he's uh, healed one blind fellow before he got to Jerusalem. He got a fellow saved there in, uh, in, in Jerusalem out of the tree. And now he's got two blind men that uh, has been, their sight has been restored. And uh, now he's, he's coming to in here up on up to, uh, to Jerusalem. 
And uh, he approaches from the east. And by the way, this is a picture of what the, the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. This is a picture of his second coming. Uh, you find uh, that uh, he will. this is a route that he'll take. Uh, he'll come up east, up to the eastern part of uh, from Mount Olives up to uh, Jerusalem uh, when he returns to set up his kingdom. He went into Jerusalem. If they had accepted him, I think they, they could have, his kingdom would have been set up and started then. And so into that, this is it's simply a picture here. Uh, you find that he sent uh, two disciples to fetch a colt, uh, uh, two faithful spies. You find that was sent out over in numbers to check out uh, the land. They came back and gave a good report. Uh, there was two angels at his ascension. There was two witnesses in Revelation 11. And it's a great picture of uh, Christ returning in power. And as we approach today, you, you find that... Uh, uh, here that it ought to be that uh, on the front of our, our minds and our lives uh, that uh, getting ready for uh, his return. The folks are getting ready. Uh, there's a multitude of following him uh, into Jerusalem. Uh, who are these people? Well, no doubt there are people on their way to Jerusalem to observe the Passover into that. And it's, uh, it is often said that Jesus is not, it's not record, recorded to, to have smiled. Uh, but the fact that there is no record does not imply that he never did. Surely he smiled lovingly uh, at the uh, little daughters of Jairus that he raised from the dead or into the uh, innocent eyes of the children that brought forth his blessing. Uh, the fact is that uh, he had a constant joy uh, in doing God's will. Now, folks, let me say to you tonight, uh, it ought to be that you and I kind of get, get to, turned around a little bit and have some joy in our life instead of uh, making it a uh, a laborious event to to worship God. Yeah. It ought to be yeah. that there is some, uh, some joy down in my heart. Uh, uh, and it ought to be that a, uh, 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 the Lord rejoiced. Uh, and, uh, you find that in, uh, in Psalm 40 that, uh, that he rejoiced uh, in doing God's will. You find that in, in Luke 10, 20 that he uh, rejoiced in the spirit. Uh, you find that uh, surely into that uh, here in Hebrews that uh, he said for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now he knows what's going on. This is God. He knew that in a few days, he'd done three times, he done had warned the disciples that he's going to lay his life down, that he's going to be leaving them. They never got it. And it's, that, it is so much often it is with you and I today that we go over and over the scripture, but we never get it. We never come in to understand it to where we can apply it into our lives to where that it will be uh, something that will be uh, uh, eternal rewarded to you. And so he knows he's going to, uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, Jerusalem. He knows he's going to uh, be uh, sold out. He knows he's going to go uh, be uh, 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 taken to prison. And he knows he's going to die. But in, in knowing all of that, he still is doing, trying to reach it and trying to reach man and trying to, uh, to be a blessing to those uh, around him as he is today. 
And so I say to us today, did he, did he smile? I think he, he smiled a lot. I think you, you find that uh, he is uh, here that uh, in uh, the uh, 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 Hebrews where John writes uh, that, uh, in, uh, 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 that Christ spoke of my joy in uh, John 15. Yet the necessity, the dark side of life was prominent in Christ's earthly uh, experience because of the nature of the work to do. So we read of his tears. Jesus wept. That's the only verse that some of you are, that you can recall, recall, remember. I, can you give me a verse? You know a verse? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know where it's located, but I know Jesus wept. Uh, they, they don't know where it's located, but they know what it is. And, uh, and so uh, you, you find here that uh, he became, because of the great burden of human guilt uh, uh, that was upon him, and, uh, and I could say that we too should uh, look upon uh, the, uh, the awful guilt of men and to be concerned about it as well. It ought to be that uh, we see uh, the, the world uh, going out in darkness, and uh, seemingly like oftentimes we feel so helpless to try to, we try to witness, we try to get people to turn, and, uh, and, and the disciples had the same problem. Uh, it, it was not easy. We talked to some today about uh, how that, you know, it's a different today to go out into witness than it used to be. But hey, uh, you're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to encounter uh, those that uh, are not pleased with what you're doing. But do we quit? Do I not witness to Riley because he's big, burly, and got a you know uh, a mean look on his face? No. We still try to reach him. Uh, do we, uh, uh, little innocent girls like Ella Grace? Do we just pass them by and, and let them go on to hell? No, we, we try to give them a track uh, wherever that you encounter them. What do we, because it ought to be that you and I uh, uh, have the, the, the nature of our Lord of uh, being born again, being born of an incorruptible seed, being born to, uh, to a child of his now. His nature was to reach out and try to help people, was it not? Was it not? He's in that, uh, there was a, a verse there that here that uh, 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 I don't know if I can find uh, in uh, uh, Luke uh, verse 9 and said, Jesus said unto him this day talking about Jacques uh, uh, salvation uh, uh, come to this house for as much as he was the son of Abraham now listen for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which is lost if I want to be like my savior if I want to follow that to him then it, it simply means that uh, regardless of, of where I'm at in life, young or old, uh, it ought to be that I'm still uh, trying to uh, get people to come to the Lord. Uh, that, and, uh, and oftentimes we make excuses for it. Oftentimes we say, well, because here I'm, we're too old or we're too young. We don't experience enough or whatever. But listen, uh, the, uh, the Lord will give you the, uh, the understanding. He'll give you the grace you need. He'll give you the wisdom you need to witness for him if you will do it. And there's not one of you standing here that cannot be able to take a track. I'd have one, but I gave mine to somebody else. So now my line, I didn't have one. This evening. 
had one this morning, but I didn't have one. I don't have one this evening. Uh, but hey, you can always give somebody that uh, attracted to witness to somebody. But anyway, uh, going on in here, uh, you find that uh, we get through here uh, uh, in John. Uh, uh, you, uh, oh, let's see. Let me skip down here a little bit. Uh, uh, Jesus wept in sympathy with national troubles as well and shows his distress at the evil that awaits his people. Uh, and you see that over there when he wept and he looked over Jerusalem and, uh, and he wept over that city. He knew what was going to take place. He knew that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. He knew that the people were going to be taken captive. He knew that they were going to be slain. Uh, that uh, in 70 A.D. Titus comes through there. And that temple, every stone is turned over. There's nothing left. In his uh, foreknowledge of what is to take place, uh, that into that he, he, his his heart is uh, is broken to see that uh, they will not turn to where they can have safety and to where they can have peace. And and into that, and so he said, "Say if thou hast known even uh, thou at least in this in thy day that the things which be done unto thy peace, but now." They are hid from thine eyes, for the day shall come upon thee, for thine enemy shall cast a trench about thee, encompass thee around, and keep thee in on every side. And one stone upon another will, be, will not be left. Verses 28 through 35, you have the coming of Christ. Look, he said, and when he had thus spoken, he went before, ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethany at the Mount of, uh, called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Now into that, to go you into the village over against you in which you uh, entering in, you shall find the colt. And to that, you find that here, the Lord's preparation. He's preparing here. He said, go get the colt. He's preparing to enter uh, into Jerusalem. Uh, the, this is a colt that has been uh, bound. It's a picture of a lost man, this colt is. Uh, if you look at that colt, uh, he's like a, as a lost man. He's uh, he's he's tied. He has to be loose. Uh, a lost man is bound in his sins. He has to be uh, uh, free from his sins through the new birth. And uh, this uh, uh, colt, you find here that he said, "Go in loose." And uh, he said, "If uh, somebody asks you why," he said, "Tell him that I have need of him." Can I say to you, in applying that to you and I tonight, that God has need of each one of you? You think that God uh, does not know you? Do you think that God does into that uh, uh, is not aware if you have been born again that you're His child? Jimmy, you know about it. You know, you know, you keep track of Him, don't you? You know about where He's at, where he, who He goes with, or what He does. Uh, you may not be around Him in His sight all the time, but you know where He's at, what He's doing. But can I say to you as a child of God tonight that God knows who you are? God has need of you. God has placed you here for a purpose, young or old alike. You have, uh, you have a, there is uh, something that God wants to accomplish through your life. And sometimes we pull the shade down and say, nobody's home. Uh, don't uh, call it, don't, uh, you know, don't disturb me. I'm taking a siesta. But God has a purpose for your life. And God wants to. To be able to work into your life. For some of you it means to grow. 
For some of you, you need to grow into the grace and the knowledge and the love of God. That uh, the church at Ephesus, the first church in the letter, uh, some of you, you might well uh, uh, realize that you don't have the love for God that you ought to have. What's the, what's the problem, Lord, to that church? And well, I'll tell you, I, I get concerned about our church. I get concerned about the, uh, the love life that we have. Have we lost our first love? And that is a church. Uh, God deals in that church, the church at Ephesus. He's dealing with a group of uh, called out uh, uh, believers that have assembled and uh, carrying out the work of God. Uh, they've been doing some great things, but they come to the point to where that they were going through a lot of the motions. They were doing some good things, but they had lost something. And I feel that sometimes when we come in here that we do not have the love of Christ in our hearts that we ought to have. Sometimes we come in here, we're going through the motions. Uh, we're doing what maybe uh, uh, we know to do, uh, but uh, oftentimes uh, he is not the center of our attention. He's not the center of our worship. Uh, we come in here, we want something for ourselves, but oftentimes uh, we want God to give to us instead of us giving to God. Uh, it's uh, easy, and, and I, you, know, uh, uh, you, you take people that uh, in uh, our own church, you take uh, the uh, the liberty to stay home whenever you want to or go uh, wherever you want to go when it ought to be the time that, that God has set for us to worship him. And so I say to us tonight, have we lost our first, uh, are, we, uh, are we bound? And so into that, he said, here in the preparation of the plea uh, you find here in verse 31, uh, he said, and if any man ask you, why do you lose him? And say unto him, the Lord hath need of him. And then you have the purpose in verse 35. And they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments. Here's why that they, he needed the coat. Uh, they they uh, took the, their garments and uh, uh, I don't know the difference between garments and clothes. I'm going to guess the garments here are some kind of maybe of an outer garment and uh, that, uh, but uh, they took off to put upon the coat for him to ride upon. Maybe you know uh, something that I, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's got a, an answer for that. But anyway, they, they put the, 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 the garments upon the, the coat and they took their clothes and uh, scattered along the, uh, the pathways. Uh, that, from what I understand here, and uh, said they went, they, in verse 36, they went, uh, they spread their clothes in the way. Now, here again, I don't uh, know fully all of that, but uh, I believe it. Sometimes the Bible, you don't have to understand it, just believe it. It's God, God's word and into that. And so you have the, the, the purpose. You read uh, uh, in Isaiah 1-3, I won't turn there, but basically saying that the, uh, the ox knows its master. Uh, 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 the ox knows his owner. The, uh, uh, the, uh, the ass knows uh, the master's crib. But my people don't know me. And it's sad that, uh, that when a beast know more than, than man. And when did that, that uh, you find here that, uh, and so uh, the, in verses uh, 36 through 38, you've got the, the cry of the crowd. 
and uh, they they brought him to Jesus, and they that and uh, uh, they went and they spread their clothes, and then they went. They come now, even now, to sit uh, of the Mount of Olives, and the whole multitude of, disi- of the disciples uh, began to what rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice for what for all the mighty works that they had seen. I thought on that passage there for the works that they had seen. And boy, you could go back through the uh, the life of Christ, the three years of his ministry, and to see the mighty works that he did. But hey, what about the 2022? Is there any works in your heart, mind, that you have seen God do? It ought to be into that that I have, uh, in my life, I don't know about yours, but I have seen uh, a lot of things that, that, that God has done in a miraculous way. And it ought to be that we could be able to look back and to see the working of God and to see the hand uh, of the Almighty upon us and to see the things that he has prepared for us and have done for us. And, and, and I get to excited about uh, the, the works that God has done. And, and Jesus said something about well, greater works than that uh, you know, you're going to be able to do what we've done. And you look around the world and you see how that uh, the, the spread of the gospel, you see the, uh, the many uh, things that has been accomplished, the churches that has been established, uh, uh, the people that have gone to heaven because of, of the work uh, here of, uh, of the, the power of the gospel. And so I say to us here, the, the crowd, the crowd, the, uh, the courage shown, uh, the, the challenge stated, uh, in verses 39 and 40, and I've got to hurry here, the complaint of the critics. Uh, and boy, you reckon you've got any critics around? Uh, look what he is, verse 39. And the Pharisees from among the multitudes said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Nothing will hinder a person from doing a work for the Lord than having a bunch of critics around. Now, I had all kind of a philosophy that if somebody's doing more for the Lord than I am, leave them alone. If somebody is uh, doing something for God and hits uh, scripturally, leave them alone. Let them work for the Lord. Amen. Uh, that, why, why do you want to criticize somebody? Well, uh, look at old Billy. Comes in here and sits uh, uh, in a pew and uh, he don't take up the offering. Uh, he don't shake hands. He don't do nothing. Hey, Billy is here when you're not. If I said, Billy, give me $10 for the Lord, Billy, give me $10, if you had it. You got it? Well, give it to me. Uh, No, uh, Billy, is is Billy have a purpose for being here? Why do we want to, maybe, and I'm just using Billy here, uh, that you, uh, we, we are sometimes, we don't see the value of a person uh, that is in our assembly. Amen. Amen. And I would hopefully that we could be able to see that uh, uh, they get the, the, uh, uh, the complaint of the critics to uh, be uh, left outside and, and you let, you know, let, let people worship God in spirit and in truth. Yes. See, Well, I don't like the way that so-and-so looks. I don't either. I'll be, I'll be you know, yeah, I'm critical. But hey, if they're serving God... And they're right with the Lord. And they're walking in the path. I told our class today that God don't, uh, don't want no homosexuals and no lesbians. Right. 
Uh, that, and so don't get it in your mind. You want to be one. Uh, if you're a boy, you be a boy. That's the way God made you. You just go ahead and be one. Uh, if you're a girl, you be a girl. God doesn't want you to change uh, over to a boy. Uh, it's all right to go out there and climb a tree and swing from the limbs of it, but you're still a girl on that. And so uh, uh, we, we're into, into, into daytime here that to where that uh, we need to encourage our young people. Uh, that uh, that they had the importance of them and their testimony for God. The criticism. And then you look at verse 40, the conviction. And he answered and said unto them, I'll tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Right. So I say to you this tonight here, that uh, let's be mindful as we come down into to next week, we'll look at the uh, not only the uh, the death of Christ and what he went through. And boy, I tell you, your minds cannot grasp and comprehend and conceive what he is facing. He knows. He's uh, had to, uh, willing to drink the cup of suffering. And he knows what is ahead. He knows that the, uh, what is going to uh, befall him. And yet, here he is willing to go into Jerusalem upon a colt. And if the people would receive him. But what we know that they didn't. And uh, so you find that they, uh, he goes into, uh, to make preparation for the Last Supper. And uh, the, the, you know the uh, selling out of Judas. Uh, you know the... Uh, becoming a uh, prisoner, the false trials, the, uh, the sufferings of, of uh, beatings and all of that he had to go through simply because that he loved you and I today, simply because that the scriptures to be fulfilled that uh, he's he got to go through this. He reads Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53. And uh, here he fulfilled the, the, the prophecy of Zechariah. And so the, the concern of the Christ, uh, the homecoming, the heartbreak, the house. And could I say to you and I tonight, as Jesus swept over Jerusalem, surely we have enough here as we see the approaching of the Lord coming back uh, to uh, set up his, uh, his kingdom one day, uh, we have enough to be busy about, enough to be thankful about, enough to continue to look unto him and trust him in all things. And uh, Zechariah 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, the king cometh unto thee. He is just, having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and when a, a colt, the foal of an ass. And I say to us tonight, Jesus paid it all and all to him that we owe. Uh, he making preparation to die for our sins and to suffer the humility, the agony that he is to face at Calvary. And so hopefully that you and I be mindful tonight that he has one, he has need of you. Secondly, that he believes that you and I ought to be busy about fishing for men. And into that, thirdly, we ought to develop that love back that you used to have. 
and to have that, that first love and to love him above everything else. Let's stand, please.